Hey, my name is Peter Sagal, and I'm here to help you with the most pressing problem facing civilization today. There are too many good podcasts to listen to. Now, why not avoid that whole problem by listening to an extremely silly podcast hosted by me? On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, it's wisecracks about the week's news, shenanigans, fart jokes, and general silliness. And doesn't that sound pretty great right now? Listen to the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me podcast from NPR. For NPR Music, it's all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan, and I'm thrilled to tell you about this new song from Hand Habits. Hand Habits is the music of McDuffie. I first heard their music as a guitar player for Kevin Morby, and then was enthralled by Hand Habits' 2019 album called Placeholder. Now there's a new song, part of an EP by Hand Habits called Dirt. I'll play the opening track called Fourth of July. Here's Meg Duffy to introduce the song. The song Fourth of July came from this memory I have of visiting my hometown after not visiting for a couple of years and driving over this bridge and expecting to see this factory that was abandoned and as a kid I used to go into it all the time and mess around, break glass, do kid things in a small town. It was such an anchor of my memory whenever I drove into Amsterdam, New York, I would see it coming over the bridge and this time I I went back home and and the factory was gone, it had been demolished and there was this beautiful grass field and a new bridge that you could walk over the river and I remember being so sad and shocked at the drastic change and how beautiful the city came together and built this new thing in its place and Simultaneously also, I live in Los Angeles now, and I remember experiencing my very first earthquake, and I know it was very literal. But just the destruction, it got me thinking of destruction and how brave it is to rebuild after a massive event of demolition, quite literally, and then also how that relates to our psyches emotionally, and how failure can be actually really inspiring and lead you to new discoveries about yourself and others and your and the way you interact in the world. I hope you enjoy the song.
the music of Hand Habits. I think it's their best song ever. It's called Fourth of July. Meg Duffy also does a version of Neil Young's I Believe in You on that EP. The EP is called Dirt, and it's out February 19th. Now to an artist that's new to me. Miss Grit is the music of Korean-American Margaret Sohn. I was attracted to the guitar sound on this song, amongst other things, and then learned that she studied music technology at New York University, hoping one day to design her own guitar pedals. Her six-song EP is called Imposter, and it deals with something many of us might be familiar with, that insecurity known as imposter syndrome. And part of making this EP was to try to shake that feeling. So Miss Grit did everything on this EP. I'll let her tell us more and then play the song called Imposter. Imposter syndrome is just something that pokes its way into so many parts of my life, ranging from my racial identity, my gender identity, or my identity as a musician. So the song kind of serves as the shorter I can throw all those nagging voices through.
That's Miss Grit. The song Imposter comes from her sonically wonderful self-produced six-song EP. It's called Imposter, and it's out February 5th. The most recent Margot Price record, That's How Rumors Get Started, has a powerful song on it. It's called Hey Child. There's a new video for that song written with her husband, Jeremy Ivey. It had me thinking about the awful twists and turns our lives can take and how addiction can lead to so many more bad choices. Here's Margot Price. Hey Child was a song that was written back in 2012, not long after my husband, Jeremy Ivey, and I lost our son, Ezra. We were playing shows with our rock and roll band, Buffalo Clover, and occupying most of the bars in East Nashville. We'd begun hanging out with a rowdy group of degenerate musician friends, and we were partying harder than the Rolling Stones. We were outsiders to what was going on in mainstream Nashville in every sense, and it was the beginning of my bourbon drinking phase. The song was about how many of our talented friends were drinking and partying their talents away, but after a few years passed, we realized it was just as much about us as it was our friends. I had retired the song when the band broke up, but Sturgill Simpson convinced me to resurrect it when we began the recording of That's How Rumors Get Started. I knew I wanted my friend Kimberly Stuckwish to direct the video. She and I wanted to show pieces of my past lives and how I've moved on. It was both therapeutic and painful to revisit a lot of these memories and the person that I used to be. I know many people who struggle with substance abuse. I just lost a family member to alcohol. My second cousin, Tammy, locked herself in a hotel room and drank herself to death just two months ago. In another life, that could have been me. If you know someone struggling with depression and or addiction, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-237-8255 or the National Helpline 1-800-622-4357. Hey child, you've got blood on your doorstep. Strange for 
Margot Price along with Jeremy Ivey. The song is called Hey Child. It's from the album That's How Rumors Get Started. We'll take a quick break. Be right back. And you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor Othertone, a podcast from Pharrell that glimpses into the minds of our culture's geniuses and how they think about life, art, and everything in between. Link up with people from the worlds of music, tech, business, art, and fashion for conversations that are human, inspiring, unexpected, and fun. Check out the first few episodes featuring brilliant guests like acting phenom Zendaya, sensational pop artist Rosalia, and creator of Blackish Kenya Barris. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from BetterHelp, offering online counseling. BetterHelp therapist Hesu Joe knows that lockdown has been hard on us as humans. We as people are hardwired to connect with others, which is why this whole time is so difficult. The connection that happens between people can be very powerful and how healing it can be to have a healthy relationship with someone. To get matched with a counselor within 48 hours and save 10%, go to BetterHelp.com songs. It's All Songs Considered from NPR Music. I'm Bob Boylan. There's new music from Anna Fox Orchinsky, best known as the voice in the Boston psychedelic band Quilt. This solo project from Anna explores new ground for her. I'll let Anna tell us about her new project, and I'll play the song called Cherry. This record is more personal than anything I've ever done. I really wanted to carve a new path, lyrically and musically, for myself. As someone who typically resists change, I've really been embracing newness in my life, leaning into it, and I think that this really comes through on the record. It's a document of the last three years of my life. I felt very free making this album and very excited to lean into pop music as this kind of emulsifier for the like psychedelic electric guitar type music I've been making forever. Cherry is a song about feeling completely unable to open up to romance and love, even though part of me may want to, like staying guarded in the name of self-preservation and trying to like shut my heart up because the resources simply aren't there and exploring the nuances of living in this strange emotional state.
That's Anna Fox Orchinski. The song called Cherry is the title track for her debut solo album. It's coming out on Don Giovanni Records, March 26th. So we go from uh, Anna Fox Orchinski to another Anna. And NPR Music's Tom Heisinger is going to tell us about Anna B. Savage. Hey, Bob. Great to be here again. Yes, Anna B. Savage. I've been waiting, you know, five years for this record. It's her first full-length album and it's called A Common Turn and uh, she released in 2015 this kind of mysterious EP that you might recall that just had four songs on it without any titles. Yeah we put it on all songs back then back in May. uh, We were blown away by it and I've been waiting for something more ever since and here it is. You know that EP back in 2015 that caught the attention of people like uh, Jenny Haval and Father John Misty and they brought her out on tour and this Sudden success didn't really fit well with her, and it triggered all kinds of problems. She she had writer's block. She took odd jobs. She ended this toxic relationship, and, and she wrote, quote, I sat in the sun and read and ran my book club and went swimming in the ladies' pond and went on trips and got drunk and started smoking again, <laughs> going to parties, dancing again. 
seeing my friends. And then she says, and most miraculous of all, I started to like myself. So <laughs> that's good. She's yeah. come out of she's come out of her funk. And she has such a beautiful voice, which is why oh, I think why, yes. why all of us care so much. She does. She her voice is at once um kind of regal and intimate and emotive and soaring in a kind of operatic way. And she probably gets some of that just from osmosis because her parents are classical singers. The songs are written in such a way that it's kind of like your close friend confiding in you some of their most personal vulnerabilities. And uh, the songs are mainly, they sound like they're composed on, on a guitar, but they often build into these dramatic crescendos, almost like, I don't know, like miniature operas or something, kind of like some Roy Orbison songs do. They just build. And the song I want you to hear called Baby Grand is actually, she says, a real life snapshot of a relationship. And if you can call it that, it's one of these relationships that you might have with somebody that's very confused signals. You can't really tell if it's a relationship yet. They spend the night together under this piano, listening to the Spice Girls. And in one line, she says, could have slept, but I elbowed you under the baby grand. And we go off to our separate bedrooms. This morning, I wrote the first verse down and heard you in the kitchen, probably talking to your girlfriend. So it's one of those relationships. You don't really know what's going on. But uh, the song is delivered in such a magnificent way. I think you're going to love it. Beautiful. We lie side by side under the baby grand. We listen to spice, then funeral, then the sun rises. You catch my eye, reach out a hand and boop me on the forehead. Nap time, you said. You rest your head on me under the baby grand I am frozen, it's so familiar You've fallen asleep I hold my own hand And stay as still as still can be After the record's ended You've created this moment just for me. I think it's just affection. Because I can't be certain I can't be certain Could have slept but I elbowed you under the baby grand 
And we went off to our separate bedrooms This morning I wrote that first verse down And heard you in the kitchen Probably talking to your girlfriend Well I think it's just honest affection But I didn't drink much because I can't be The sofa you noticed I'd written A line about the Edwin Collins owl mug Is this affection just created For a better narrative When I dropped you off I think I wanted to say I'd miss you Or how I've missed you I think it's just platonic affection Drink much because I can't be certain. I think I think it's platonic affection. Oh, but we haven't spoken, so I can't be certain. spoken so I can't be certain whoa <laughs> wow <laughs> you left kind of breathless after that indeed you wrote to me to tell me how excited you were about this record and I put it on and I kind of cranked it up a little louder than it maybe should have been because it's so <laughs> quiet at the beginning that I just turned it and it exploded in the house, and it was so beautiful, and thank you. <laughs> I just love her vocal delivery there. It goes from this intimate whisper yeah. to, like, these glorious silver laser beams just soaring out. You know, the, the last line is, like, I can't be certain, and there's a lot about this song, really, you can't exactly be certain about. <laughs> the relationship and everything. Yeah, the, I watched the video, and this is going to be a little complicated, but I'll do my best, which is that in real life... These two were lovers long ago, and it, this is how my interpretation. And Anne, in real life, he's a filmmaker, and she's obviously a musician. And she had this idea to get back in touch with them in recent years. So this video is sort of about them reminiscing about 
this story about them being under the baby grand and so on. And it's really just beautifully told in, in the video. And, and it helps you reimagine the song and the words. Anyway, I highly recommend going to watch. We'll put it on the All Songs site. Yeah, she says that she thinks of the song as the embodiment of what she thinks the album could be, you know, and she says it an attempt to breach the divide between two people. And when she says two people, she she includes the two people in the song, but she also includes like you, the listener and her. So uh, it works on a bunch of different levels. It's it's amazing. And the record is called A Common Turn. And that turn is spelled T-U-R-N, even though she's really into birds like me. Uh, <laughs> so there's a song on the record called A Common Turn, spelled T-E-R-N, which refers to the bird. So there you go. Interesting. Anna B. Savage, one more. Tom, what do we got? Well, we have something uh, very, very different, a violin concerto from Iceland. The composer is Daniel Bjarnason, and the violin soloist is Pekka Kusisto. And if you don't know what a concerto is, it's an orchestral work that usually pits a solo instrument against the rest of the orchestra. And it's a recipe, you know, that's been around for about 400 years. But this concerto, which was commissioned by the Los Angeles Philharmonic and the orchestra that we will hear in this new recording, the Iceland Symphony Orchestra, this concerto is unconventional in several ways. And just, well, Bob, let's just hear the opening, you know, like 20 seconds or so, because it's it starts off like no other concerto I know. So there you go. That is the violin soloist Pekka Kusisto whistling along with uh, his string plucking and, you know, not your typical way to begin a violin concerto. Uh, also unconventional is that the composer uh, has the soloist um, tune the lowest string on the violin, the G string, uh, tune it down by a fourth. So you end up getting an octave between the two lowest strings. and. Uh, Bjarnason really exploits that in getting kind of these gritty sounds that the soloist Kusisto really relishes. And uh, just a little bit about uh, Pekka Kusisto. He's kind of the hipster master violinist from Finland who's really into playing music his own way. He's a great improviser, totally into Nordic folk songs as well. He's a good singer too. You can go to YouTube and, and hear him sing along with some uh, Nordic folk tunes. And now, Bob, I want to skip to later in the concerto. It's about a 23-minute piece. We're going to go later on in the concerto where this whistling returns in a rather folksy way, and it kind of sounds like it, sounds like it could be an old Finnish folk song. But listen to the fiddle accompaniment here. He makes the fiddle sound like a wheezy old squeeze box, and then eventually the orchestra enters and the piece builds to this wild climax. It's terrific.
Just a little music you could dance to in the sauna, Bob. A Finnish violin concerto by Daniel Bjarnason. Soloist there was Pekka Kusisto. The whistling and the and the uh, the double G string, as you put it, which seem a, a little out of tune with each other, but when the whole thing comes in, it's just yeah. this beautiful settling feeling that happens after all this sort of odd tension and lonely tension, but but felt like tension to me. And the whistling and, and, and stuff that is partly engineered into the concerto because the composer, Daniel Bjarnason, lets Pekka Kusisto, the violinist, have some improvisational leeway. So that's really Kusisto's own little chance to show off and do something improvisatory there. And, and he likes to whistle. So uh, <laughs> that's where it is. And, and we should mention quickly that this comes from an album called Occurrence, and it's the third and final in a series of albums that feature contemporary orchestral music from Iceland. So that's the Violin Concerto by Daniel Bjarnason. And I just think it's, uh, it's, it's 23 minutes of pure wonderfulness. Let's go out on the rest of this. And uh, thank you, Tom Heisinger. Great. Thank you, Bob. Everybody, take care. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It is All Songs Considered. Mm-hmm.